Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer podcast. Richard here, your favorite announcer. Season 6 begins with Thanksgiving. Jonathan Edwards teaches, All gracious affections that are a sweet odor to Christ and that fill the soul of a Christian with a heavenly sweetness and fragrancy are broken-hearted affections. A truly Christian love, either to God or men, is a humble, broken-hearted love. The desires of the saints, however earnest, are humble desires. Their hope is a humble hope, and their joy, even when it is unspeakable and full of glory, is a humble, broken-hearted joy, and leaves the Christian more poor in spirit and more like a little child and more disposed to a universal lowliness of behavior. And now, join Fred in examining the humble affection of thankfulness. Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer podcast. My name is Fred, and I am the podcast principal. And further, I am in the paddock. We're talking about prayer again, kicking off our sixth year with episodes on Thanksgiving. Without meaning to beg the issue, I am grateful for the privilege to talk about prayer to anyone, actually at any time, and I'm also grateful that I have the opportunity to remind one another about the importance of gratitude in our prayers. And that may seem like a simple thing, but both Peter and Paul Paul in Philippians and Peter in 2 Peter, the very first chapter of that book, reminded their readers, because they were writing them letters, they reminded the recipients of those letters that it's not a bother to them to remind them again and again of things. In fact, Peter says, therefore I shall always be ready to remind you of these things, even though you already know them, he says. And, And Paul to write the same things again is no trouble to me, and it is a safeguard for you. And the reason, of course, that we remind one another, that's part of our jobs as brothers and sisters in Christ, is that we are forgetful creatures and we live in the moment. I mentioned at least once when I was working at a certain bakery and I was pushing racks around and I had two racks that were just awful out of the 22 that I had to use. And so I took those in to get repaired, those two racks. They came out. They were great. They did exactly what I needed done. But then what happened? Then there were two more that now became the worst racks I had. And that's how we are in life. We are in the moment and quickly forget where we should be. Another lesson that I remember telling you guys at least once was when I got something I was really desiring from God, I was really desperate for, desperately needed, which turned out to be a providence too in my old age. And I got that and I thanked him and I thanked him just long enough to get dressed for work and then to drive about two blocks away before I said, and now Lord, what I want is, and that moment, that moment of rebuke from the Lord himself caused me to change the way I was giving thanks at the time because I thought what a short, what a short-sighted person that I am to be on to the next thing that I'd been praying about for months and only had time to thank him for in that morning for maybe an hour or so. 
And the other reason that gratitude is tough for us and that we need to be reminded of our gratitude to the Lord is that some days we don't feel like it. Some days the vagaries of life, the uncertainty of it, overwhelm us. And whatever we have to be thankful for falls by the wayside and we forget. And that's not just us. The Old Testament talks about sacrifices of thanksgiving. And so there are times that we give sacrifices of thanksgiving. They're not specific sacrifices that the Old Testament, that Israel made in the Old Testament. Our sacrifices of thanksgiving are being appreciative of what God has done and is doing, even in his mysterious workings, the way he works behind the scenes and we don't understand all of it. Those sacrifices of of thanksgiving are when we are thankful when we don't feel like it. And that does happen. That's also one of the early rebukes that I learned. And And I told you the very first rebuke I got was about prayer, and the very and, and the second rebuke that I remember was listening to a sermon at Grace Community Church in California, and John MacArthur was preaching, and he was preaching on thankfulness. And of course, he did his thorough job of thanksgiving, touching on everything, and building the case for how much we have to be thankful for. But at that moment in time, and this was before my depression set in, but I was feeling awful, and I wasn't feeling thankful, and the things that I had wanted to see happen weren't happening the way I wanted to see them happen, or as fast as I wanted them to happen. And MacArthur kept going through the whole subject of being thankful, and he talked several times about being an ungrateful child. And I remember listening, and then at one point, at the end of his sermon, that was the very first time that I said to myself, how did this pastor know exactly what I was thinking? Because I was feeling bad, and nothing he had said up until that point moved me to gratitude. I was feeling sorry for myself. And then he said, and this is a paraphrase because I don't remember exactly what he said, but he said, and if you can't find right now anything in your life to be thankful for, In order to avoid being a thankless child, surely in your life you have people that love, family that you love, who know Christ and are Christians, and they have things in their lives that are positive and that we can be thankful for. And that was the rebuke. The Lord really moved in my spirit, and I thought, okay, maybe I can't be thankful for anything in my life, which was a foolish statement looking back at it, but certainly, and I I had a fistful of people that came, came to mind right in that moment that God was doing marvelous things for. And in my infancy, in my spiritual immaturity, I may have even been, been jealous of, even though I don't remember exactly those circumstances now. And so we need to be reminded sometimes that we need to be thankful. We need to have gratitude to God. And when we don't feel like it, that simple act of obedience is sometimes the most important thing we can, we can do. Probably every time the most important thing we can do. And the reason that we can be thankful even when we aren't happy with the way, with the way things are going is because God is good and he is wise and he is sovereign. And we walk by faith believing those three things. He is good, he is wise, and he is sovereign. Proverbs 16.33 the lot is cast 
into the lap, but it's every decision is from the Lord. They cast lot by command in the Old Testament. They were told to in the law, but it didn't matter. It wasn't, it wasn't pure chance. It was God, every decision from Yahweh, from the Lord. Job, you remember, said, I know that thou canst to do all things and that no purpose of thine can be thwarted. That's in Job 42. So he is sovereign over all things. Luke 11 reminds us in verse 13, Jesus says, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Matthew 6, 8 echoes that in a sense. Jesus says, therefore, before he launches into the Lord's Prayer, as we call it, he says, therefore, do not be like them. That's the people who think that their many words or their sacrifices or their formulas are going to get them what they want. Don't be like those people, he says, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. And he's wise. Romans 16, 27 says he's the only wise God, and we know he's wise. And we believe those things by faith. Even in our darkness, we can fall back, a fallback position, I call it, to knowing the power of God, the will of God, his goodness, his wisdom, and his purpose for us. And on those days when our circumstances aren't enough and our affections aren't moved to gratitude, we can certainly, at the thought of his will to those who we love, that can move us to gratitude. That sacrifice of thanks, of thanksgiving in our own life and our open gratitude in what he is doing in other people's lives. And in fact, that's probably one of the ways that we can, that we can consider other people as more important than ourselves, is to be overwhelmingly thankful for what he is doing in their lives, even if we, in the moment, overwhelmed by our sorrows or circumstances, can't with a joy give that thanksgiving. We can give it, again, in our lives as a sacrifice, and in true joy for how he is working with others. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for the remembrance that we have of lessons past. Keep us ever thankful. Bring to mind when we are feeling our worst of your glory and your majesty. And even if we're locked away in prison like Paul and Peter were, at times in their lives, we can be thankful for what you are doing outside those walls. To you be the glory and the power and the wisdom forever and ever. Amen. Brethren, we are once again commended to the God that saves, the God that answers our prayers from his holy heaven, the God who has saving strength in his right hand. And we can say with a David, some boast in chariots and some in horses, but we will boast in the name of the Lord our God. Brethren, let's pray for one another, and let's pray for one another in thanksgiving. Thank you once again for listening.